I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. While foodies around the country are relieved that restaurants may no longer impose service charges, on the other hand, the staff, particularly the ones working behind the kitchen counter, aren't too thrilled about this move. A business standard report says the Central Consumer Protection Authority or the CCPA's decision prohibiting hotels and restaurants from levying a service charge starting earlier this month has triggered the Indian restaurant sector. We are aware of how adversely the Indian restaurant industry was affected by the pandemic for two years in a row. Additionally, according to an analysis by the National Restaurant Association of India, the industry decreased by 53% in fiscal year 21. Now that this decision has been made and implemented, waiters, chefs, and other restaurant employees have voiced their discontent, with most of them seeking a pay hike from owners to make up for the loss. The chefs are especially unhappy. It is because when we tip the waiters out of goodwill, the money stays with them. Meanwhile, when bars and restaurants levy service charges, it is distributed amongst all the workers. But now, the staff will have to make do with the fixed salary they receive, which might be challenging given the inflation and rising food prices. Several hoteliers, restaurant owners, and groups from all over India also cited the serious impacts that the COVID-19 crisis had on the hospitality and food industries, and expressed worry about the implications that this decision will have on their respective industries. Restaurant owners aren't very pleased right now, even in other parts of the world. According to a New York Times report, as part of a new restaurant targeting scam in the U.S., scammers are posting poor reviews on restaurant Google pages as a negotiating tactic for digital gift cards. They are essentially threatening business owners by demanding gift cards or leaving bad reviews. What is going on? As the report reveals, many restaurant operators, even the Michelin-starred restaurants from San Francisco to New York, have gotten numerous one-star ratings on Google from customers who claim that they have dined at their establishments. And as soon as the reviews are published, the owners get an email from someone claiming responsibility and asking for a $75 Google Play gift card to take the ratings down. Sadly, a flood of negative reviews can be terrible for restaurants and other businesses that are still struggling financially as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. A customer's choice of where to eat can be affected by a lower average rating on Google. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan and here's the deep dive for 13th July 2022. And for the main story, we're going to deep dive into the world of sports. A lot is happening and here's a quick update. To begin with, a report in the Times of India reveals that a village in Gujarat managed to stage a fake IPL 3 weeks after the OG tournament concluded earlier this year, nearly tricking Russian punters into gambling on the thrills of T20 cricket. A farm in Molipur village was repurposed as a cricket field. Farm laborers pretended to be cricket players. A Harsha Bhogle impersonator delivered commentary, and an official Telegram channel was used to collect bets from the Russian gamblers. Quite an elaborate setup, if you ask me. 
The alleged IPL tournament was abruptly called off after the Mehsana region police learnt about the unlawful operations and detained all the con artists involved. In other news, American soccer is getting all the attention and money at the moment. The Union of European Football Associations, or the UEFA, will start seeking offers for the US TV rights to its Champions League games this week, according to a Wall Street Journal report. But what's the news here? It is believed that offers are predicted to top $2 billion for a six-year deal, which is more than double what UEFA currently receives annually. The report also noted that the 2022 UEFA Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid was viewed by a record 5.36 million Americans in May. So this $2 billion deal may indeed be profitable for the bidders. Currently, Paramount and Univision hold the US rights to the Champions League. Additionally, UEFA has changed a few things this year to make its rights more enticing to media firms. From 2024, it will increase the number of teams from 32 to 36. And for the first time, media organizations will be able to bid on rights for a maximum of six years, providing broadcasters additional time to improve their marketing and production operations. Furthermore, it has added fixtures in January's month, which may benefit streaming platforms that would otherwise lose customers when the league takes a break during that month. But football has become the new favourite for all OTT services, and it's undeniably because of its young, tech-savvy fan base throughout the world. According to a Wall Street Journal report, NBC, ESPN and Paramount have all leveraged over football to increase their online footprint. While media rights for football in the US are soaring, Indian broadcasters are raising their doubts over ICC media rights auction. According to an Economic Times report, Indian sports broadcasters have questioned the process of the approaching media rights auction for International Cricket Council or ICC tournaments, including ICC Men's World Cup, T20 World Cup and Champions Trophy. Broadcasters believe there is a lack of transparency in the process. The report further highlights that Indian media companies are also dissatisfied that the ICC has not made public the method it would use to choose the winning offer for terms of four and eight years. And as for Formula One, many reports reveal that Formula One racing head Bernie Ecclestone has been charged with fraud after failing to register more than $477 million in foreign assets. Ecclestone devoted more than 50 years in Formula One, first as a driver, then as a team owner, and then lastly as a supremo of the entire sport. But in 2017, when Media Liberty acquired F1, Ecclestone was forced to resign, and Chase Carey took over as CEO of the Formula One group. Anyway, it looks like the business of sports has had one hell of a week, and there's more to come. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are TheSignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.